groundbreaking ceremony for a new factory. Did she mention seeing anyone who was sick? Anyone on a plane at the airport? No, she said she was jet-lagged. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media. Yes, we're still out here. We're still trying to uh, weather what is called COVID or COVID-19 coronavirus disease 2019. I thought what would be the most appropriate movie to check out right now, and that happens to be 2011 Steven Soderbergh's Contagion, PG-13, one hour and 46 minutes. It's categorized as an action drama sci-fi thriller. However, I would say it's much more of a slow burn. I wouldn't even call this an action movie uh, whatsoever. Now, before we jump into Contagion, I do want to kind of talk about why we're discussing Contagion and it's uh, and how it's related to COVID-19. Uh, so let's uh, break down the virus as we know it at this point. Now, I always kind of preface this, not a doctor, not in any sort of medical field, just a random dude on a mic reading things off of uh, uh, Wikipedia, who, um, you know, reliable news sources. And, and if anything I uh, regurgitate out happens to be wrong, we'll fix it in the show notes or we'll fix it in a later podcast. Obviously, once this is uploaded and onto YouTube and stuff, it's a little bit difficult to do that. But um, check out further podcasts for uh, updates if you want to check out more about the uh, coronavirus disease and uh, if we have any updates or if we have to correct anything. So I just want to preface that off the, off the top. But this is how I'm understanding the coronavirus uh, or COVID-19. Um, COVID-19 is an infectious disease caused by severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus 2, a.k.a. sars Cove 2. The disease was first identified in 2019, Wuhan, the capital of Hubei, China. It has since spread globally and resulting in the 2019-2020 coronavirus pandemic. The symptoms include uh, fever, cough, shortness of breath, uh, muscle pain, uh, diarrhea, sore throat. They say that's a little bit less common in some cases. Um, majority of cases are mild symptoms. Some progress to pneumonia and uh, multi-organ failure. As of tw- uh, March 23rd, 2020, the rate of deaths per number of diagnosed cases is 4.4%. I think the majority of those are ranging in, <clears throat> excuse me, around, uh, what is it, uh, ages over 40. However, here in the Carolinas, we actually have had a spike in younger people that have uh, been, I guess, what do you want to call it, infected in a way. 
but it's I want to say it's mostly because people are not stopping from going outside now they're not social distancing they're not social isolating whatever they got to do they're not doing it now um a little bit more about the virus it can spread from person to person uh through droplets during coughing or sneezing or something like that through contaminated surfaces or touching one's face and now relating this to contagion 2011 we're watching contagion 2011 in the eyes of 2020 however when it first came out back in the day i didn't watch it at that time but i had heard that you know what it was a very analytical take of how a virus would spread but we didn't know exactly to what degree how accurate it would or wouldn't be and to be honest i would say contagion did a pretty good job at showing varying perspectives of what would happen during an outbreak such as this and it was honestly um eye-opening from a perspective of like understanding the scale and frame of it and what it could possibly do it says uh COVID-19 uh, takes roughly two to 14 days uh, for an incubation period for you to, to show average of five days. Um, but yeah, the majority of that information was uh, Wiki and the World Health Organization. Obviously, um, check all of that place, all of those uh, resources out for um, additional information and more accurate information and if you know there's numbers or facts wrong obviously go go check out your own information this is just a movie review <laughs> so uh, don't take anything or sorry take everything i say with a grain of salt um but yeah i did want to talk about how you know this movie relates to covid19 so let's talk about the plot of contagion so that you can kind of understand um, how it relates. So healthcare professionals, government officials, and everyday people find themselves in the midst of a pandemic as the CDC works to find a cure. This movie is directed by the prolific Steven Soderbergh, known for Sex, Lies, and Videotape 89, Traffic 2000, Behind Caladebra, is, did I say that right? 2013 and Aaron Brockovich 2000 in the Unsane movie. I think that came out a couple years ago too. Uh, I don't have the date of it, but um, I know that he had directed a movie completely on iPhone and uh, that, that was pretty impressive as well as uh, he's the Magic Mike director and um, the Oceans uh, 11, 12 and 13 director. I mean, he's done he's done a lot of stuff that I actually was uh, a pretty big fan of uh, in in certain regards. You know, I, I like parts and bits of most of the Ocean's movies. They're a lot of fun. Um, I didn't see Magic Mike, but obviously heard good things about it. Um, side effects. This side effects felt kind of like a follow up to uh, the. It's like a pharmaceutical industry take of what Contagion is, and Contagion felt like the virus version of you know. Uh, what would happen if a virus, you know, expanded on a countrywide scale and even nationwide in some, I mean, it technically was nationwide. Um, yeah, so Unsane was 2018, by the way. 
Alrighty, um, this has Scott Z. Burns as the writer, and I'm unfamiliar with him with the exception of being the writer on The Born Ultimatum. So he's worked with Matt Damon before, The Informant, I believe that was also Damon. Uh, Contagion, just watched that. Side Effects was another movie that I just spoken about. Uh, Steven Soderbergh uh, directed that as well. It was written by Scott Z. Burns as well. I felt like Side Effects was the more polished up version of uh, Contagion, which happened to come out uh, two years later. And uh, yeah, that's about all I'm familiar with. Oh, and he's Scott Z. Burns is going to be the new writer of the No Time to Die movie. Is that the new? Um, is that the new James Bond? Let me let me uh, confirm that real quick, because that would be kind of interesting if that's by the same writer. Okay, so there's several writers on. Uh, Oh, I don't think he, he's not credited on the 2020 No Time to Die, but I don't know. He's he's shown on here on Wikipedia, so I don't know what's going on. Maybe he was supposed to be on there and it hasn't been updated. Oh, well, um, that's why you got to double check your stuff. You know, you know, sometimes uh, it can't always be 100 percent right. So let's talk a little bit about this movie, a little bit more detail uh let me see cinematography see i don't know why the cinematography is different on imdb versus on wiki this is so weird um cinematography on the wikipedia is shown to be peter andrews and it's shown to be steven soderbergh oh oh steven soderbergh as peter andrews oh, okay so i guess that's maybe his pseudonym name as a cinematographer um, maybe that, maybe that's what it is. Cause it says Steven Soderbergh, uh, DP on IMDB, uh, and it has Peter Andrews in the middle, or maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's his real name or something. I don't know. So many questions now that, that we're opening a whole new case. <laughs> uh, we didn't, we didn't come here to, to, re, uh, figure out the Steven Soderbergh, uh, story, but we did come to check out the main characters in this movie are, um, Marion Cotegaard as uh, Dr. Lorona Ortates, epidemiologist uh, at the World Health Organization, who? Uh, Matt Damon is playing Mitch Ermoff, uh, the everyman. Lawrence Fishburne as Dr. Ellis Chafer. Jude Law as Alice, uh, sorry, Alan Crumwild. He's the conspiracy theory, theory nut kind of guy. Uh, journalist, quote unquote. Gwyneth Paltrow as uh, Beth Ermoff, Matt Damon's wife. Kate Winslet as another doctor, uh, Dr. Aaron Mears, epidemic, uh, epidemic intelligence service officer. And we have other uh, smaller roles in, with bigger actors, such as um, Brian Cranston and uh, Jennifer Eagle, um, both playing uh, pretty notable roles. But kind of the thing is about this movie is no one gets a ton of... Uh, time on screen or you know screen time and that's probably one of the biggest failures of the movie so this movie is an hour and 46 minutes and i can say safely that 
if you look at this strictly from a cinematic point of view, looking at angles, looking at editing, looking at camera work, looking at the music, all of that works perfectly. I think, you know, honestly, some of the music's some of my favorite I've, I've heard in a very long time. It's the uh, the Drive composer, and uh, I think he works a lot with that director. Is that Nicholas Winden Reffin? Is that what that guy's name is? Yeah. Um, so he's put in a lot of work with him. Let me see if there's anything else. Uh, he was also working with Soderbergh on The Nick, so that might be worth checking out. Um... But yes, so the biggest problem with this movie is technically it looks amazing from a story and plotting perspective. I feel like there's a lot taken out of this movie. Something about there being, uh, I think they're trying to sell six different viewpoints or perspectives uh, of this virus, most of them being doctors, some of them being the everyman, some of them being journalists criticizing the, the government. It, it has very ambitious, um, perspectives it's trying to tackle. However, none of them really come to a satisfying ending or does it really present a satisfying answer in, in some areas, I feel like they take shortcuts to get to, you know, something positive to happen. And this is a really bleak movie. And that's actually some of the cons I wanted to talk about within this movie. It's a cold-ass movie. Like, don't go to this movie expecting... Uh, I, I don't know. Don't go to this movie expecting to have a good old jolly G time... Don't go to this movie expecting I am legend. Don't go to it expecting it's not an action. It's not 28 days later. It's it's not outbreak. We just uh just we just talked about outbreak and that is like the 1995 version of this movie if it actually was a corny cheesy ass action movie with a moderate budget. This this is all this is all done on like a okay so it, it's done on a 60 million dollar budget i thought it was uh it, which outbreak in 95 was on a 50 million dollar budget and this was on a 60 million dollar budget um so i th I, I don't i think they did about the same numbers let me see opening weekend 22 million gross worldwide 135 let's just see for uh you know, fuck's sake, just what, what Outbreak ended up getting. Wasn't it Outbreak? Yeah. Outbreak, let's see. Outbreak was $50 million budget, opening weekend $13 million, ended up grossing 189 So, had a lower opening weekend, but a overall higher gross, which is hmm, pretty interesting. Um, wow, this was released on... Uh, September 9th, 2011. That's kind of bold to do it on that that date. Um, Alright, so let me check my notes real quick to make sure that we have everything we wanted to cover versus, um, you know, on the uh, spoiler-free section. Um, there, like I said earlier, 
it's a kind of a mismatch of editing. Like I think some of the scenes really flow, but when it comes together as a, a, a full story, it doesn't quite meet the mark. Um, so it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's an amalgamation of things. And, uh, obviously all of these actors are pretty stellar. So that's not something I'm going to like super gloat about. The thing is the, the script on it's just kind of, so, you know, you, you, t you win some, you lose some. I'm, I'm curious what everyone's thinking about this, uh, 2011 movie. Let me know what you thought about Contagion 2011, um, and let me see anything else. All right, we are going to hop into the spoiler section with uh, anything else. I really want to make sure that we have everything we were going to talk about. In a... All right, yeah, we talked about all the Corona stuff. Uh, regarding the Corona stuff, there's not much more. I really want to say too much about it at this time. Um. Let me see, uh, you know, go to the wiki, go to World Health Organization if you want to learn, you know, more about, uh, you know, information regarding COVID-19. Um, try to do your part with uh, social distancing yourself from, from uh, other people, older folks. You don't want to be too close and proximity and touching and whatnot. Be sure to not touch your face. Uh, what do they say? Three to five times a minute. Uh, that's insane. Some of the facts that came out of the movie Contagion, I will say, are just like, holy shit. And they do evoke some of the uh, outbreak vibes when it's sh showing the transmission of the disease. And it's not quite as, you know... Uh, uh, showy in a way, you know, out, if you watched Outbreak, you could actually see the germs, but this is very much just implied by things that you touch and making you paranoid about being in place, public places too. Um, overall, I, I do think the, um, the movie Contagion did a fairly, a fairly good job at showing what would happen in a pandemic such as this. It was a little bit unclear the world that they were living in and in some areas that Matt Damon is, uh, you know, living in I uh, and his family. I do feel like ex are experiencing fluctuations in it. And so sometimes I feel like the world building is a little bit jumbled. It's hard to tell how bad the situation is at some points because the movie is jumping all over the place. Um so let's hop into spoilers before I, you know, release too much information about the movie. I'm trying to talk about it without hopping into spoilers um, too, too fast, but I think that's about all we can do. Let me pull up my notes and we'll hop into the spoilers. I'm letting everyone hop out. Um, and to be honest, this isn't really a movie that um, I think... You have to be too worried about spoilers if you haven't seen this movie and you want to just continue into the spoiler section. Um, I don't think I would have been too... I, there's deaths, obviously, in the movie, but there's one or two shown in the marketing of it that completely give away major plot details. In, in my opinion, I'm not sure they should have shown all of that. So 
let's uh, hop into the spoiler section. So the first thing I noticed is obviously the contagion tile screen is not shown at the beginning. It's shown at the very end. And the first thing I noticed is it starts on day two. It starts with Gwyneth Paltrow's character. I do feel like there's kind of some unnecessary um, detective work that happens around her being un unfaithful, which just kind of seems unnecessary. Just make it make you seem like, you know, it's like, ooh, did he give it to her? Or did she give it to him? And it ended up being absolutely nothing. So I just kind of wanted to throw that throw that out uh, off the top. Um, the intro is showing how it can spread. Um every in every day i was just like oh my gosh this is uh this is stressful you know everyone touching everything everyone coughing and grabbing things it it it's anxiety inducing the the majority of the movie will make you probably form some sort of germ phobia or something like that be like howie mandel um we find out that alderson company is uh the company that is responsible for some overall, some overarching messages that happen to do with, uh, you know, corporate overlord, you know, you know, destroying the earth. The just destroying the earth means, uh, you know, creating problems that ripple effects that eventually will happen to affect the people that own these companies. And so that's kind of the overarching theme for some of the characters in this movie. Um, they're really leaning into the Chinese food market in Hong Kong. Um, I don't want to feed too much into uh, crazy hypeness or anything like that. So I'm, I'm not going to talk too much about uh, Wuhan market and whatnot and the sanitary practices. I think we all know that it's different than other places for the most part. I've seen videos and uh, interesting markets that have served ex quote unquote exotic things. And I think contagion is trying to kind of, uh, you know, touch on that just a little bit. And especially at this point, um, I wonder if, I wonder if that's going to make them have different practices, uh, different business practices, different food handling practices, and maybe, um, you know, maybe they can, prevent some of these diseases. I don't know. Some of it was just really bad to, to watch. Um, some of these, you know, markets are just difficult to see. Um, damn it, I'm touching my face now. <laughs> uh, let's see. Anytime someone coughs in this movie, uh, was like, oh, my Lanta. I, like, I it was like spazzing. I was, my, my, my shoulders would cringe up hair on my neck i was just, would go up i was just like oh my gosh this is this is a lot to handle um we see all the things that people are touching touching the door touching the poles and the train touching uh lunch boxes and lunches and uh food food handling practices oh my gosh this if anything this movie does is it tells you that you don't you know shake hands with the chef you don't <laughs> it's uh it, it teaches you to watch, wash your hands almost 210%. And so, um, 
I was like, oh, my Lanta. So when the movie first starts, almost immediately Gwyneth Paltrow is taken off the board within 10 minutes. And I was just like, oh, my Lanta. So uh, I, I did hear that in the marketing. So it, it didn't quite spoil it for me, but it was really quick. She got hardly any lines. Um, let me see. And then she spreads it to her son, Matt Damon's stepson. He he dies pretty much immediately. So there's no time to have any any... Uh, rapport or any good feelings with these uh, characters at all. So that's one really big problem with the movie. It is extremely cold and calculating with taking people off the board. Even Kate Winslet a little bit later is taken off kind of unceremoniously and then thrown into a massive grave. It's just like, oh my lanta, this is... Uh, this is a cold and calculating movie and it to really not have a full message through it was kind of uh brutal and and that's probably why it has a 6 7 on uh IMDb i do want to check to see if uh, contagion has uh contagion rotten tomatoes let's see what rotten tomatoes has contagion at yeah rotten tomatoes has Contagion at an 85. I wonder if this has actually gone up since uh, since it's come out. Mostly because it was a really interesting and accurate portrayal of what would happen, honestly. Um, from an analytical standpoint. And, and beautiful to watch. Just I think the coloring and the color palette is just uh, very striking. The greens, the reds, the blues. Sorry, the yellows. Hmm. So there's a lot of brutal shots of Gwyneth Paltrow uh, getting just completely messed up. I mean, she's pretty much out of it from first or second scene. Um, her son has to see her go down. And then a little bit later, we get another Gwyneth Paltrow. Her head's split open, and everyone's talking about, well, that's the second time we've seen her head like that. It's like, no doubt. It's it's pretty rough. It, it, it It's really difficult to watch. Um, and then they're doing the, uh, I think it's the autopsy guys are like, you know, should I call someone? And he's like, oh, my good, call everyone. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. So, uh, I thought instantly this movie had more interesting writing than, uh, Outbreak. One of my biggest critiques about Outbreak was the, uh, the, the boring dialogue and the fact that they were kind of trying to force this, uh, uh, divorce plot line in it. And, uh, it, neither one of them I thought worked, but I, I, I thought just like the, should I call someone, call everyone line was better than just about any line and, uh, outbreak for me. Although I do know people that prefer outbreak to contagion. Um, let me see. They compare this to something like the Spanish flu, the regular flu, smallpox. Um, they really go into an a degree of science uh, in this movie talking about the rate of transmission versus uh, incubation period versus, um, you know, being contagious and the side effects of what would happen with this, um, you know, the spread and the rate of the virus, uh, the rate of the virus. Um, they go into it analytically in a way that doesn't feel like it's too far over uh the main viewers heads like I don't feel like 
I was ever too lost, although one or two times I was like, wait, you know what? But then they, you know, start spelling things out on a, a marker board and it really helps. And uh, let me think. I think, what was it, Outbreak has the title screens, which are trying to explain all of the different pieces of information but i never felt like they ever achieved it like contagion did i felt like in three three sentences i understood what was going on with this uh with this virus um let's see so jude law is accusing one of the the doctors you know asking uh it's a weapon and we find out that's when he's He's an exposure, quote-unquote, exposure writer. And later he's trying to start selling fake cures or fake medicine packs or whatever, fake whatevers. And uh, his editor actually wants one at one point, I think, and she ends up dying, not being able to to get um, any uh, of the vaccine. So the Jude Law character was troubling mostly because he was teetering on left and right of whether we should believe him. And I thought there were so many other plot lines going on. His never wove in between any of them that really made a difference. I know that he, it was, he was sort of in the same realm as the, the Lawrence Fishburne character, Ellis Schaefer, Dr. Ellis Schaefer, um, Schaefer, Schaefer, what was his name? Schaefer. I don't remember, <laughs> but, um, and him trying to expose the fact that uh, vaccines were going out soon or, you know, people on the CDC were trying to get it before anyone else or government cover-ups and shit like that. I really felt like we needed to get behind Jude Law or just cut the character out entirely. I just was not, not feeling him. Uh, let me see. I thought it was almost laughable how much this guy is touching the bus. Just He's just grabbing every fucking thing in that one scene. Um, and it is anxiety and paranoia inducing seeing everyone cough like worldwide, touching things, going through places. It, it makes you want to invest in a nice pair of gloves. I'll tell you about that. Um, let me see. The thing about contagion is in comparison to the real world, we're experiencing things on an economic level, you know, being just a, the average Joe with an average job. I'm a freelancer. Uh, so not quite, you know, the nine to five full time corporate guy, but still average guy. Um, I would say that Contagion is showing from a government and CDC perspective and, and sort of the everyman perspective about what's going on day to day. But the days keep on going, the days keep on going, and Marion Cotegard is isolated in a village for the majority of the movie, and it's just like, what the fuck is she doing? She's trying to save the village, and it's like, did that work or not? I don't know. No one ever knows. We'll never find out running from in the airport on the way back. But um, overall, it shows, you know, going to the grocery store one day, and everyone's looting the place, but the next day... Everything seems like it's, you know, it's fine. It's it's dandy. It's uh, everything's returned to normal. So it was hard to tell on what level of concern Matt Damon and his family should be. His his daughter was trying to see this boyfriend of hers, like 
for most of the movie and Damon is trying to keep them away and then at the very end, oh, it's okay if you're all together. You know, they got the vaccine. Blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, I didn't understand the level of severity within the world. Like, is it violent to go out? Is is it, it sorry, is it safe to go out? Is it uh, too violent? Is it, what are the stats of going to work? Things, things that are affecting us day to day, I feel like, weren't exactly shown in the movie, although they were shown a lot better than movies like Outbreak. Outbreak, the country, I didn't ever feel like ever really fully knew this the the uh, the scope of the virus. Contagion, they definitely emphasize the scope of the virus and how people are affected by it, but it doesn't give us really satisfying answers for most of the storylines. Um. Sorry, I did. I went off on a little bit of a tangent. Um, let me see. They limit some of the research to government-funded only in in some of the scenes, which can this this can affect how fast we get the government results. And so I thought this was an interesting scene, mostly because one, we get uh, <laughs> what is the. Uh, The doctor. Oh, we get Elliot Gold as Doctor Ian Sussman. He's a he's the hilarious guy on uh, Oceans Twelve through Thirteen, and he's basically saying, "I'm going to continue still working on this." And I think he eventually finds the cure. Or Allie, what's her face, finds the cure. So one of the doctors finds the cure. Um, but mostly it was because they went against the course. And if they would have went with the course, it would have taken a lot longer with uh, government, with the government funding of only government-funded practices researching the virus only would take a lot longer. Which, looking at Wik- Wikipedia now, the trajectory to get the coronavirus um, vaccine or anything to start curving it is not supposed to happen until early 2021 to get a safe one at least i mean we might have something before then but uh generally it takes about 18 months and so given italy thinks they found their first case as early as november but um i don't know if they can uh give a hundred percent answers to that at this time um but let me hop back to the the movie review real quick um been hopping everywhere this coffee got me okay so um let me see yeah i thought sussman was going to be totally dead i think he was fine um and what did they say i think they they said they confirmed that that virus was from a bat lung or something like that or it had bat dna of some sort and that about eight million are infected at that point um, the Chinese news discussing implications of uh, how they're going to distribute the news is very relevant and very on on topic and on point for times like today because the COVID-19 virus did originate in Wuhan and uh, a lot of people are po- pointing fingers at uh, the Chinese government mostly because of the way that they handled the SARS ep- epidemic. Um, back in the day. So, 
um, mostly because I think they refused to release information information about SARS um, back in the day. I'm trying to get a trying to get uh yeah it was uh it was surfaced in early 2000s in southern china okay so yeah and they were hesitant to releasing the information about it so um back to the movie they uh the chinese government is discussing about you know how much information they want to release and that's very relevant to today um i like the flashbacks shown through the camera multiple times we're seeing flashbacks with Gwyneth Paltrow and uh at the time we don't realize we think it's a flashback through Matt Damon's eyes and i think it's edited to look like that but it flashes over to um um, Marion Cotegard, I think. Sorry, Kate Winslet's character. And, uh, or whoever's looking at the tapes. I can't remember who's looking at the tapes. I think it might be Marion Cotegard. I don't know. No, I don't remember. No. I don't remember. So whoever was looking at the videotapes, um, we, you know, she's looking at Gwyneth Paltrow and all of the different people she's touching, the dice she's rolling, the chef's hands she's touching again. That definitely comes back into play. Um, they talk about grocery stores and um, how how uh, you know germs could be spread through that. I mean, in this movie, they make it seem like you can't go grocery shopping. I don't even know how everyone looks okay. I, it, it's a little bit unclear from my perspective what the situation is from a day-to-day standpoint. I mean, it, it, it is showing the day-to-day stuff, but it's not showing them living their life. It's showing mostly like parts and segments of what's happening and how the virus is affecting them. Uh, let's see. So they already cover all the things that we're having to do today in this movie. So they talk about social distancing. They talk about washing hands, not touching your face. Um, and they're talking about equal care for all in this movie and stuff like that. Like these are all relevant topics that we're still talking about today. Uh, the monetization of human health, uh, pharmaceutical, indiv- uh, phar- pharmaceutical companies and individuals making tons of money off of, uh, epidemics like this they talk about the side effects of rushing a vaccine i think that this movie is very smart with uh, talking about the overall ripple effects of what would happen when a virus is uh is spreading at this rate let me see what else we got the daughter feels the effects of a lot of time passing, although we really don't feel it ourselves too much, and the deterioration of the society. Um, it's definitely not shown in this movie how it feels to be, let's just say, isolated and bored at home while you're having to wait for a virus to go, you know, to pass over your country or nation or state. That's something that we're having to deal with day to day. And that's not, you know, that's just me uh, or 
someone else that's having to self-isolate themselves uh, or is choosing to. I'm just choosing to because I don't want to, you know, participate in uh, public uh, events that would cause uh, the spread of the disease, even though I don't have the disease. So um, this movie talks about, you know, the deterioration of society. It shows a couple of scenes of Matt Damon uh, trying to get the vaccine, trying to get uh, uh, day-to-day food, day-to-day just just, uh, trying to configure himself in this new, uh, you know, quote-unquote new world order when the, the virus hits. Um, I will say, I don't think this movie hits on, it does have a time and a place. It's not showing anything from like a social point of view. I think there's a big social aspect of the, of this movie that could have been included if it was, if it was today, it would show people on their phones. It would show people, um, live streaming, that Jude Law character is kind of supposed to be like the blogger, but he's kind of an asshole to the point where he's not even, he doesn't even seem like a relatable or a real depiction of anybody. Um, maybe like an Alex Jones or something like that. But even, even then I thought that they needed to have a more relatable guy. Anyways. Um, let me, uh, hop back to the notes. Cause you know what happens if I get off of that. Um, Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wrote, it's unclear if the looting is the only way to gather food. I Day-to-day stuff, is it working? Are people getting haircuts? Today, our governor just signed in North Carolina that all barbershops have to close down. Um, does, does that mean all nail salons? Are people still going to the gym in the contagion world? I don't know. We can't in the real world. Um they talk about going on lockdown on contagion, but that's after like millions of deaths. We we are definitely not at millions. We're, we're, we're in the thousands. Um, but still it's, uh, it, it's, it's still interesting to see the comparison. And unfortunately we're living it. Let's see. For some reason, they're still shaking hands after the vaccines are given. I'm not really sure if that's going to happen for us immediately. Like, they discover a vaccine and it happens to work and they have that whole sappy kind of quote-unquote outbreak scene with the father and daughter. Uh, you know, you don't come in here, you'll get disease. She's And she's already, um, she's already injected herself with maybe the cure. I don't know. Um... It's kind of underwhelming in a way, but ah, I don't know. And what does it say over, it's got to be over the course of 150 days of of some sort. Um, And it's also showing people shaking hands. There's going to be a big social aspect uh, and social paradigm shift with how people interact with each other and how people greet uh, one another. I don't know anybody shaking hands. I don't know anyone barely hugging. I don't know anyone doing any sort of contact like that. So 
after something that has happened on this big of a worldwide scale of an epidemic, it's going to completely change the, the paradigm of how we interact with one another. I mean, um, that's one thing I don't know if Contagion tackled. There's so many different aspects that you tackle when you drop something on the world like this. I mean, and it completely changes everyone's lifestyle. This movie shows the redistribution of the vaccines in football stadiums and other public venues. Um, that's something that is definitely happening here. And it happens at, during places in times of war when there is uh, businesses that start to produce products or, you know, something like I think they said like uh, car companies might have to start making uh, ventilators or respirators or whatever they're all whatever they're called to help you breathe. Um, uh, so they might have to enact uh, one of the laws that has the government. Um, what is that law? Was law makes companies make. I think it's uh, the wartime law is what I'm is what I'm seeing. It might be something else, but I'm not sure. It's normally uh, when the president or the government forces companies to um, use, uh, you know, privately owned companies and whatnot to you know create things that would help the government or you know the public on a, a wide scale. And so uh, that is called the wartime law, I believe. And so, or the Defense of Production Act. That might be the other one. One or the other, I'm not really sure. But I don't know. I'm just talking blabbering. Um, what else do we have? So yeah, they do show... There's so many interesting scenes in this movie that are absolutely accurate to what we're living in. Such as the redistribution of vaccines in um in football stadiums i'm sure that's going to happen in places uh big public places from what i'm hearing all the hospital beds in a lot of places are being um filled up at this point with covid 19 patients and they're going to have the national guard and um come in and create their own um places to set up for people to come get treated right outside of the hospital. And this is something they would do in, you know, times of war and stuff like that, which is is absolutely just crazy and unprecedented. Um let me see. So at the point when we're going back and checking out the 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 camera, Matt Damon's checking out the camera, we see the, um the, what's it Gwyneth Paltrow shaking hands with a chef and I'm like oh my gosh I wish you would just stop touching so much damn shit and then eating I was like god um but that's when we find out what happened it was the chef that was touching the raw pig and the pig ate a piece of food and the food came from the bat and the bat probably had something and what we know from corona is corona can go from animal to animal and when it hits the human host, which is the, the end host, from what I hear, it takes us out. And so that's 
how it happened. So it all it all started from uh, from that. I did say this movie does feel extremely half-assed. Uh, over half of the characters are not completely served. Jude Law, Maria Colligard's stories. Uh, Jude Law, I just didn't like the character. I felt like he was kind of a waste. I, he, I think he should have just pecked aside and gone with it. If we were going to go with, the, is he a good journalist, is he not? Have it you know, intertwined more interestingly with the story. I felt like he was so far out of the story, he was just unnecessary. We could have just edited him out completely. Um, or if just rewrite them, it, it's hard to write a bad journalist with the spread of a disease movie. I, I, I don't see it working well. Um, overall, it's an interesting virus movie with unique ideas. However, the stories are only half baked. Half of it could be narrowed down. Um, they need something closer to like an outbreak, like a the two to three main characters, similar to like the the Morgan Freeman, the Dustin Hoffman, the uh, was it Ren? What was her name? Was it not Renee? Uh, Renee Russo, and uh, yeah, it, it allowing it just to have a couple select major characters share the screen would have been probably the best instead of jumping all over these different vantage points and either having a really overbloated movie or I mean it's only a, if it was a two hour movie I think they probably could, could have got away with it I mean I, I, I would have been fine with it if it would have just had made a little bit more sense um let me see Brian Cranston straight sleepwalking through this movie although I know this was just like right in the middle of Breaking Bad, and so I don't think he was quite a superstar at this point. Um, let me see. At the very end, when they're showing the uh, the food being transferred from the bat to the pig to the uh, the restaurant, and going to the day one title, um, I kind of wish they would have played the <laughs> the Ocean's Eleven uh, theme. I honestly would have been cracking up so bad just because it's it's like oh this is this is how the heist happened this is how it all goes down it's like <laughs> it was like uh i don't know I, I this movie was so self-serious i just might have needed just a slight chuckle in it i don't know it's it's hard to laugh through this you know you lose a mother you lose the, the son within the first uh i don't know little bit of the movie and it's just it's cold from there um you know there's break-ins with the cdc um, daughter or what? Uh, Lawrence Fishburne's daughter. I don't have her name pulled up, but uh, Doctor Chetsney's um daughter ha had her house broken into, thinking, trying to get the vaccines and stuff like that. Which I feel like would probably happen. And and I just was unclear about what the day to day, uh, life was like for the people in this world. I I feel like the 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 jolt of having all this violence and all these people uh, breaking in shit and, you know, taking groceries and absolute chaos with juxtaposed with all these doctors being super precise in the labs and stuff, trying to get everything right. And the government officials, you know, having their really intense conversations. Like, um, it was hard to tell if 
everyday life and the average Joe that wasn't, you know, behind the scenes in the CDC or was a doctor, were they experiencing, how were they experiencing life? You know, that, that was my real question. One thing I don't know that this showed was the towns, the scale, the atmosphere. It would be an absolute ghost town. In the Carolinas, it is absolutely, well, relatively, just about everyone has left. Or, you know, not they haven't left. They, they've stayed at home. It's, uh, it's a ghost town. Let me see. I do think this movie had a stronger first half than a second half. The the editing toward the end did not resolve all the characters in a satisfying way. Um Maria Marion Cotegard, Collegard, Collegreens, she um she has this whole side mission or whatever she's on uh trying to protect this village and she's being like transferred for vaccines and the vaccines happen to be placebo when she's actually transferred and she's going back from the airport and you see nothing after that. It just completely cuts after Matt. Da it cuts back over to Matt Damon dancing with his daughter or something like that in the living room or watching his daughter dance in the living room, having the prom back at home. Um, yeah, I don't know this. Uh, the, the ending of this movie felt like it either got a rewrite or it. Uh, I, they didn't know how to end it, or I don't know. For as much as the movie was, you know, heavy-handed with, you know, the fact that David Chen said this movie shows how unprepared we were or we are for this, and it was absolutely right. I mean, what they say every hundred years that something, some sort of pandemic happens. And it was the Spanish flu, 1918 or 1920 or something like that. And so, um, and now we're having this, uh, COVID-19 in 2020. So it's just, uh, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, not really sure what else to say about the movie other than it was a good watch. Definitely anxiety inducing. Um, the outbreak scene kind of did it for me with the <laughs> transfer of germs, um, it it just uh, showing people touching you know the the germy handles of things it's just like oh god um also they did nothing with the fact that about one fourth of the people that were exposed to this were immune um what the hell like why was matt damon immune most of the time they find whoever's immune in this uh outbreak and they try to you know take the drug and make you know, duplicate it to other people. Uh, apparently that's a lot more difficult than, than said, but, you know, or, sorry, easier said than done. But anyways, who knows? Who knows what's going on? It's a, I'll leave it to the doctors. I'm just here to review the film. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, definitely unpredictable. And so with that, we have finished contagion 2011 let me know what you thought about contagion let me know if you've seen outbreak i also covered that on a previous review it's already down on youtube and or soundcloud or your podcast provider of choice um be sure to check out the new westworld uh podcast we have also down the tube we have all the social medias available in the show notes uh 
Um, this podcast is not possible without you. And I wanted to let everyone know that I've released Aftercast number six. Aftercast is uh, the podcast of behind the scenes, non-movie review related um, podcasting. We talk a little bit more about the COVID stuff. It's hard not to because it pretty much takes over every every part of our life. But check out the Aftercasts. Casts. Um, they are available on SoundCloud and or YouTube. Um, I drop all of my podcasts early on YouTube. So if you want to get these podcasts early and you don't have to wait for every Tuesday for them to release, then uh, subscribe on YouTube and you'll get them early. Thank you for listening, watching Lucky Dog Podcasts. We could not do this without you. Um, you know, we're going the, through this day by day. It's crazy all of the things that this virus has affected. Obviously, high and low. Uh, my heart, my condolences, my 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 good vibes, everything. You, you know, you all have it all. Um, I hope everyone is staying safe, staying clean. Don't go out and unnecessarily expose yourself and then expose other people. It's just irresponsible. Be, you know, um, be vigilant on it. I wouldn't, don't try to create too much paranoia or anxiety for yourself. Um, if you are experiencing that, you know, stray away from movies like this. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying this now, but I'm, I would say uh, if you got a, a problem with germs and stuff like that. Don't watch this kind of stuff. Go watch something a little bit more more fun. Go uh, uh, go to a nice, safe, clean zone. You know, whatever, wherever the hell that is, and wherever else still open. Honestly, um, but yeah. So check out all of the other uh, podcasts. Like I said, outbreak. I'll probably link that in the show notes. Um, we just released all, the West World, the Hunt, twenty twenty. Movies are starting to be released on um, VOD, straight to VOD now. So we're going to be checking those out. Um, I would I would recommend checking out The Hunt if you want a little bit something a little, a little crazy, a little fun. Um, but obviously it's a little extra violent. Let me see what else we got. Um, Invisible Man 2020 just uh, dropped. So this is like February, January now. Um, I also checked out Train Spotting um, 2017. And also the train spotting earlier movie that came out original 1996. Um, those are those two train spotting and train spotting two might be my uh, two movies I'd recommend if uh, you're a filmmaker interested in uh, kind of getting your mind off of uh, this crazy pandemic and want to go see something a little bit more interesting, maybe a little dramatic and has some visual flair to it. I would definitely recommend those train spotting. Um, if you want something funny, uh, I'm trying to give uh, some good recommendations because I know people are going to be inside for a minute, um, for a quick minute. Uh, let's see. If you like comedy, if you like wacky, goofy comedy, you know, drinking, smoking, fornicating, all that shit, uh, Paradise PD, it's on um, Netflix. Uh, Netflix has a couple good choices. It has Paradise PD that is just completely bonkers, wacky. F is for family. That's another fun. Um, it's kind of like a more grounded. It's kind of, I would say it's a cross between Family Guy and King of the Hill. I don't know. It, and it, and it de definitely carves out its niche in its own way. But it's uh, it, it's funny as hell. 
Um, and it's not so many like cutaways like like uh, Family Guy had. It's a little bit more grounded. Um, but uh, what else do we have? Um, BoJack Horseman is also another good comedy. All of these are obviously animation. Um, check all all of those out. Um, in the order I gave you, they go from wacky to more serious. And BoJack Horseman actually has some pretty um, deep stuff. So check all of that out. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching Contagion 2011 review. Let me know what you thought about it. And take it easy. Also, I just wanted to mention, if you wanted to support the podcast, go to paypal.me slash Podcast. We are... <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we are uh, opening an ad spot or two for small businesses. Um, so let me know if I can, uh, you know, give one or two small businesses a little leg up. And uh, I'm looking to try to help some small businesses that are suffering during the the COVID nineteen crisis. Maybe we can get some traction to your website so let me know send me an email the lucky dog podcast at gmail.com email twitter facebook twitch instagram youtube discord we got it all down there in the descriptions you know what to do comments questions concerns look at all pod the lucky dog podcast at gmail.com and take it easy we're not sick it's figuring us out faster than we're figuring it out it's mutated.